Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. Seeking the truth, exposing the lies. Remember, together, we are unstoppable. Keep on digging. Right. Um, I agree with I, that. I said, it before, I said it before, and I'll say it again. I, I see it as a war on the poor and the working class. Squeezing the working class even further than they're being squeezed already. Got a, another message from Hunky Pet. Hey, babies. I'm from Madrid. Um, I'm Goska, and I'm from Spain. I'm from Madrid. Um, I send you too much kisses. Um, I work too hard to get this point of view, and I love you all. I love you. Oh, much you. love to you. Much love to you and to Madrid. So what is uh what does somebody on the other side of the world think of the craziness that's going on in the United States right now? That right. would be an interesting perspective to hear. Got another message from Adorable Deplorable. So in regards to the abortion pill that you're talking about, interesting note as I live in the good old state of Texas with Governor Abbott. There was one instance uh, just the end of this last year after he signed the heartbeat bill into law where a pregnant woman received an abortion pill from out of state. Somehow it was found out and she was actually criminalized for having a self-induced abortion. So it's really interesting to see how those far-right states are going to react even to methods such as that, which is unfortunate because leave it to extreme Republicans. Let's criminalize people for being poor, exercising the bodily autonomy, being trans. I mean, what's next? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a great point. What is next? I, I shudder to think. Got a message from Spanish Defiant. I wonder if this is another person from Spain. Kids are for poor people. I repeat again, kids are for poor people because only poor people have kids. This uh, whole crap about, <laughs> oh, you need money to give a kid a good life. No, it's poor people having kids, not rich people. Well, that's hilarious. And maybe that was true back in the day when we had a lot of farmers, right? Because, you know, you needed a bunch of farm hands and you know you had a bigger family than that was beneficial um mm -hmm. and maybe that's true in countries where it doesn't cost a whole lot of money to live so maybe you're talking about other countries you know where you can have a homestead and once again farming and raising animals and those kids can help contribute to the work that needs to be done the immense amount of work that needs to be done on a daily basis but you sure as hell are not talking about modern day United States. What poor people are having six kids? You, you, are you kidding me? It costs like $30,000 to raise it each year to raise a kid. So do the math. Um, you know, even if you're on uh, food stamps and, and stuff like that. I mean, just the clothes, right? Food stamps don't cover clothes. So, mm -hmm. you know, do the, do the math. Try, you know, and then, oh my God. Yeah, so that I don't think that comment held any water whatsoever. Whatsoever, we have a comment from White Panther. Oh. Shout out, Mrs. Smitty! Shout out the beautiful Mrs. Smitty! Absolutely. Hello. 
Here she is, live and direct. Got a message from Justin. Can I just ask if you have the same feelings about euthanasia for for disabled people or people who are just, um, let's say, who just want to, um, you know, they, they can't live anymore. They're very terminally ill. The person wants to take his own life. Does this uh, apply, my body, my choice? Like it's sort of like I just want to get off the planet? Yes. I do think that for terminally ill people should uh, have that option. Yes. Yeah, I absolutely do. I, I wrote a song about this in the 90s, um, Ode to Jack, about Jack Kevorkian, the quote-unquote doctor of death. And doctor I would death, even take yeah. it I would even take it a step further. Um, I think people who are chronically depressed and just not happy and having a horrible life, I think they should have that option after, you know, clinical evaluation and everything. But once again, you should be able to do what you want to do as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll stand for that in any way, sexually, with your own life, um, you know, and, and I'm pro-legalization of all drugs for that same reason. You know, not um, not dealers, but, you know, there are many countries like Amsterdam, for instance, um, in Denmark or whatever, that have much more lenient laws than we do. And it's proven to be beneficial because crime has plummeted. So now you don't have junkies robbing people and, and mugging people to get their fix. They can just go get it. Right. And somebody's not going to start doing heroin because it's legal. So, so you lose that idea. My father was a minister and a deputy probation officer for his whole career for 30 years. By the end of his career, first he, he switched to Baptist and had a picture of black Jesus on his wall. And then secondly, he was for legalization of all drugs because over the 30 year span of his career, he saw our drug laws only hurting people and, and leading from uh, juveniles getting arrested to them going to jail. And once somebody goes to jail, the chances of them being a repeat offender is immense. So you're basically corralling them into our justice system, right? And, and you know, most of these people are nonviolent drug offenders, right? If you have a gun, that's different. But if you just have a, a bag of drugs on you, you know, you should be allowed to hurt yourself or to, to change your consciousness or to remove yourself from the planet. Like, it blows me away that, that suicide is a crime. Um, but anyway, I digress. We have a message from Grinch Face. I'm kind of wondering, adorable though, like, why do you hold the views that you do? I understand that you, like, kind of consider yourself a moderate Republican, but... You know, pro-lifers, like, are kind of forefronted by Trump at this point. I just don't understand, you know, how you can have these centrist views like this and then, like, continue to tout conservatives. Well, once again, I will, I would fight for his right to, to do whatever he wants to do. Got a message from White Panther. It has nothing to do with rich white men, uh, unless it's old money that we're talking about. We're talking about new money. Those cats earned that shit. Yeah, I mean, we kind of pulled back from that. I guess, you know, that might have been a little sensationalistic. Um, so ultimately, it's class, right? It's, it's class that we're talking about. 
has nothing to do with race, um, but it does have a lot to do with money. Professor Real Talk, what's going on, Real Talk? Yeah, I think that um, the the worst part is that the Supreme Court and Clarence Thomas specifically have kind of come to, I guess, some weird agreement that uh, substantive due process is now something we should reexamine, which um, is like the root of like civil rights, right? Like the 14th Amendment and the substantive due process that follows it are the roots of our civil rights. And uh, in particular for black Americans, our right to not be fundamentally discriminated against or uh, be damaged by a system that is supposed to represent everybody. So I think that uh, the attack on Roe and the overturning is going to lead to uh, more attacks on like fundamental civil liberties. And that's just really unfortunate. Uh, but, you know, good times. Good time to be an American, I guess. Shout out. Oh, yeah. Constant fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it does. It leads to a slippery slope where anything can be put under the microscope. If if we're going here, then where can't we go or where won't we go? Right. So it's slippery slope, which which is it's scary. It's scary times. Got a message from adorable deplorable. I think at the end of the day, and I do apologize for the abundance of messages, but I've really hit an emotional point here in the last couple of days with my party. But we have a severe problem in this country when a political institution desires to control vaginas more than firearms. A fundamental moral crisis in this country when we've reached that particular point. Republicans were up in arms over the Olympic swimmer who was trans and trans participation in sports under this big notion of fairness and equality for women, but don't seem to have the same interest of fairness and equality when it comes to stripping away their reproductive rights or even doing anything to address the evolving wage disparity. Thank you. Yeah. And let's just touch on that for just a brief minute. What about equality? So men are the impregnators. There's no legislation being passed to say, like, you know, every teenager has to have a vasectomy, which is reversible. And then if they choose to have a kid, they can get that reversed so that they can be, you know, fertile. There's no there's no talk about that. It's just, well, women and I even heard one religious person say, well, women are the gatekeepers of sex. And I was like, well, you got to be kidding me. Women are the hunted. Men are the hunters, typically, stereotypically, of course. Um, so if you're going to talk about, you know, controlling birth, you need to talk about men impregnating women. That has to be a part of the conversation, but it's not at all. Right. What do you think about that? Oh, I mean, I think women are made to be the villain in all of these situations, right? Um, right. This is it's old news. Yeah, that's how exactly. the religious set rolls. It's not the men who are the problem. It's the wicked women. Goodbye. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. There weren't any men, which male witches in Salem. Right. <laughs> it's all women that. being tried. Exactly. As witches. Exactly. <laughs> on. Uh, we got a message from Talk Hogan. What's going on, Talk? And another thing with Dave, Mrs. Smitty, two of my favorite people on here. I hope you're doing wonderful today and every day. Um, you know, I just wanted to, to kind of highlight something that's really, really cool and heart, you know, encouraging, uh, is to hear people on both sides of the political, uh, aisle, 
uh, that are equally outraged by this decision. And, uh, you know, I would, I would really encourage people, uh, no matter what you consider yourself, be it liberal, conservative, whatever, uh, you know, put that aside because you know deep down inside what is right and what is wrong. And that's what we're talking here. We are talking about granting government uh, autonomy over somebody else's body. I don't think that's a road that any of us should want to go down. Anyway, hope you're doing well. Much love. Amen, brother. I couldn't agree more. I mean, what what is more of a fundamental freedom than what you choose to do with your own body, especially as far as reproductivity goes, right? I mean, we could, you know, you can include, you know, changing your uh, your brain chemistry with that. You know, you can, you know, uh, sex life, you know, your religious views, you can include all that. But when it comes to do I want to have a child or not, which is going to affect the rest of your life, what is more of a fundamental freedom than that? Right. I think that I think that's it. That's that is the most fundamental freedom. So if we don't have that, everything else is a slippery slope and it's just a myth that we're living in a free country. Got a message from White Panther again. Yeah, absolutely. There should be drug dispensaries and, uh, you know, I think that they should definitely have that legal. Um, I think it should be legal. Yeah, I agree. Legal, monitored, controlled, right? I mean, like there's an epidemic of fentanyl overdoses going on in the country because apparently fentanyl is being cut into all these different drugs now, which blows my mind. It's being cut into cocaine, I've read, which is weird because fentanyl is yeah, a downer. Like and cocaine's like an upper. I like a thing here in like a party that uh, people thought they were doing cocaine and two of them died from fentanyl. Right, right. Yep. And, and, you know, people have died from cocaine for a heart seizure or whatever. Yeah. But this is not that. This is people dying of an overdose of a sedative when they think they're doing a stimulant. Right. Right. Crazy. And um, and then you get into the whole thing of, you know, speedballing, which is doing both at the same time. But these people didn't think they weren't doing that. They thought they were doing, you know, basically a harmless line of cocaine and then they're dead on the floor. Um, I read in the same article, and this will blow your mind, that the amount of fentanyl needed to overdose is the equivalent of four grains of salt. Wow. So so to cut these drugs with fentanyl, you have to have extremely advanced lab equipment that can mix things on that on a micro level because if you accidentally get four grains of salt too many that person's dead so this is not somebody you know doing this in their bathtub this is this is high level stuff that's going on and uh that's a whole nother talk but but uh but yeah so I, basically if we were to legalize all drugs, monitor them strictly, and administer them, we would have quality control. You would lower the amount of overdoses. Um, and who knows? People might might choose to go there to get cocaine because that's super, super addictive. But nobody's going to do heroin just because it's legal. You know, that stuff takes over your life. Um, 
but I think we could save lives. And then, and then at the same time, you could have um, drug treatment centers interwoven yep. in that, possibly in the same building. So you could be giving out literature about how there's a way out. You could have a counselor on staff. You could have a detox facility, et cetera, right? Because I think, you know, it's one thing to be, quote unquote, partying when you're young. Um, you know, I'm sober, so I've got a little perspective on this. But it's another thing after you've been doing anything for a long time. It's easy for it to get a habitual and then b become a problem. Right. So anybody that's addicted or even an alcoholic knows this. Right. And they they most people would like to change it. But it seems, um, uh, you know, it seems like a like an impossibility when you're in it. Right. Unless you have help from somebody. Uh, so I think that would give us an opportunity to to offer that help to people that want it. Got another message from Talk Hogan. What's up going on, brother? You know, the whole uh, whole poor people having kids is accurate. Statistically speaking, uh, lower income houses tend to have higher rates of birth. I'll, I'll have to send that uh, study to you through the back channels. That's not to say that uh, rich people aren't having children, but poor, lower income houses tend to have more children in them. Uh, but this is all by design, right? Republicans, who do they do well at, uh, demographically speaking, in, uh, amongst voters? It's, it's the poor, it's the lower educated. Uh, so creating poverty, uh, and dismantling systems like welfare, and the education system wholly benefit Republicans. Right. I mean, I have read these statistics that, you know, lower income people, I don't know about poor, but lower income people having more children. But what I see that is, is them not having as much access to education, right? Because there's also a study that shows the higher educated, the less children. Um, so I think that's another reason why we don't have free free education, free college education in this country. Um, and to me, it seems like all of this is a funnel into the justice system, you know, to have more slave labor in prisons. Right. That's what you touched on earlier. Yeah, it would seem like an obvious. Right. I mean, I'm sure Levi and Nike are lobbying for stricter and stricter laws and more laws because they benefit directly from it. You know, only paying somebody two bucks an hour or 80 cents an hour at the lowest. That's a disgusting motivation. You know, I mean, why wouldn't prisoners get minimum wage? Right. I heard somebody say, well, because they're prisoners, they don't deserve they deserve human rights. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, yep. I mean, you could put you could put that money in a bank account and not give them access to it till they get out. You know, they could only you know, you could trickle it to them so they can only buy cigarettes or whatever. And they don't have a bunch of drug money. I'd be all for that. But they should be able to make real money because then what happens when they get out? They're broke as a joke. And, you know, if you get a felony, you get out and you're broke and nobody's going to hire you. So having a little pocket change would be immensely beneficial for society in general, I think. Um, I hadn't really thought about that angle of it, but it just seems like a logical step. You know, you, mm -hmm. 
Otherwise, they're going to be on social services, right? And they still might be, but we could save some of that money. Anyway, adorable, deplorable, but another message. Love your messages. I certainly appreciate that question, Grinch. But I would argue I don't consider myself a centrist. I actually consider myself a pretty staunch conservative Republican. Republicanism was created under Lincoln on the premise of limited governance and fiscal responsibility. All of my views 100% align with that. Why am I pro-choice and anti-religious liberty? Because we shouldn't be advocating as Republicans for the overreach and expansion of government. Our entire philosophy is based on less government. Amen. And everything recently is flying in the face of that, right? Like the expansion of the Homeland Security, the Patriot Act, that's not conservative to, to expand the government. You know, domestic uh, surveillance, that's not conservative. That's radical. Another message from Adorable. The second thing that I would say to Grinch is I'm a constitutionalist, which is what Republicans are also supposed to be. The Constitution protects the First Amendment just as much as the Second. The First Amendment guarantees the freedom of religion. That means you can practice any religion and we don't subjugate other people to your religion. That should be a Republican stronghold. Makes sense to me. Yeah, Professor Real Talk. Yeah, and I, I think it's weird that a lot of the arguments are like based on, oh, well, we want to protect unborn kids. But it's like, well, we watched, you know, 19 kids get decapitated. And, you know, we had one of those kids that survived uh, tell us how she panned herself in blood and watched these things happen. And we have no policy in place to protect more kids. I mean, since, uh, you know, Sandy Hook, when we swore it would never happen again, right? Now uh, we've had 900 school shootings with nothing done to decrease school shootings. No, no meaningful reform. So I, I think it's weird that the party of freedom is also the party that's discussing if whether or not certain sexual acts should be illegal, if uh, that they can intrude into not only your house, but your marriage and decide that your wife can't have contraceptives like that. This should be left up to the states, right? This is a state thing. Uh, certain states can decide if whether or not blacks can marry whites and uh, if married couples can have contraceptives. It's like, do you it's like do people hear themselves? Right. That's so crazy to me. Absolutely crazy, because then what's going to happen? You're going to end up with a couple few states, maybe more, scarily, that have draconian laws from, I don't know, thousands of years ago. Right? Yep. Oh, my God. Slippery slope. You have anything to say on that one, Miss Mitty? No, I, we've, I've been talking about it all weekend. It's, yeah, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And it's not it's we're, we're we're going backwards by thousands of years. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Adorable, deplorable. I would be very cautious, Dave, with what you ask for. If you uh -oh. encourage Republicans on the extreme side to try and hold men accountable to the same standard that they are women in this situation, they might actually evolve their perspective and start proclaiming that life begins at ejaculation and perhaps they'll start criminalizing masturbation. Hmm. Right. 
mandatory vasectomies for all? I'm down. Well, well yeah, and I was, I was, give them their I was halfway joking. Vasectomies are right. reversible. Fuck that. Like, if you really want to prevent unintended pregnancies, just get all the get all the guys vasectomies. Right, and, and you know, for a young male, basically testicles are a curse. You're, you're, you know, you, you know, people of comics have said, you know, oh, it was the little colonel doing the thinking, right? Because you kind of are. I mean, you know, especially at a certain age group, your balls are doing most of your thinking. And that's before your brain is even fully developed. So, you know, I mean, that that's it's not that far out of the realm of, of of possibilities that maybe it would be a better thing to have men vasectomied because it is reversible as opposed to putting all of this pressure on women. But once again, if we're in a free country, then you don't talk about any of that. Right. Um, yeah. And people would say, where are we going to well, where do we get the money when you mention free college education? Um, and, you know, oh, well, these kids, people don't have enough money to raise. But, oh, but we just sent, spent how much on on uh, foreign aid to Ukraine? Fifty four billion dollars. I've heard that two billion a year would end world hunger. So there's plenty of money to do whatever we want to do. It's just allocation. Right. What do we want to spend that money on? Apparently, we want to spend it on military and supporting other people's military. Yep. We got another message from White Panther. Uh, I guess that's true. Uh, another that, you know, men are the hunters and women are the hunted. But don't kid yourself. Uh, women want it just as much as us men. Uh, women want sex just as much as men, if not, honestly, probably more, you know. Yeah, I'm not getting into that. What I was touching on is, you know, there's books written about how to be a player, basically how to lie yourself into a woman's pants. And and there's these people aren't looked down upon in society. You know, if if you're a, a promiscuous male, you're, you're called a player, you know, or a stud. If you're a promiscuous female, you're slut shamed. Right. So it's it's a huge double standard. And you know, I, I've never been manipulated into sex by a woman, but I have manipulated women into having sex with me. You know, I'll just I'll say it. I'm sure every man has, um, you know, and, and we're programmed to do that by society in general. And uh, I think we need to we need to see that and call it out for what it is. You know, it's you know. You'll hear guys in a bar high five themselves over like, oh, you know, I used to know this one guy and he would tell women that he was a professional soccer player and that he was just here for a little while from Argentina in, in San Francisco. And that worked for him. Granted, if the women weren't attracted to him, it would have never worked in the first place. But you'd be amazed how often that worked for him. And I would just shake my head like, really, dude? Really? You know, unbelievable. So it's a thing. Right. Professor Real Talk. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm at like um, I'm at like emotional exhaustion. Right. Like, I don't know how to get people to understand that, like fundamental civil rights, even if they don't affect you. Right. Uh, will affect you later. Um, I really don't understand how to talk to like people on the right with without just like cudgeling them over the head as terrible people. 
um, because these are the same people who were crying about a vaccine, right? Um, and screaming, my body, my choice, as like a sarcastic remark. And now they, right. they couldn't be happier with the country that's cool with like usurping power. Um, but these will be the same people who are complaining about their individual privacy being violated later by the government, uh, such as with the expansion of most likely the Patriot Act, but then fail to realize that they've set the precedent that individual privacy rights are up for grabs. So I don't know how I want to respond to these people yet. Um, kind of over the Republican Party. Amen. Amen. I am emotionally exhausted over this as well. And I'm blown away by the talks that I've heard recently. Um, I think you missed when I was talking about it, Real Talk. But I was listening to these two quote unquote born again Christians the other day on stereo. And they their conversation devolved into gay people should be locked up and, and thrown in jail. And then not long after that, somebody reported them and the conversation ended. Um, I was blown away. You know, one corner of their mouth, they're saying that they're religious and, you know, they accepted Jesus and da 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 da. And then in the next sentence, oh, yeah, but gay people should be locked up in jail for their crimes. They called it a crime. Wow. Professor Real Talk again. Uh, I think at this point, though, until um, I'm a single issue voter, um, and the next candidate, whether it's blue or red or purple or black, to say that they're expanding civil rights and they're going to fight to overturn Roe v. Wade on every level of government from municipal to the president will have my vote. Everything else they say, I could literally care less about. I don't care if they want free borders. I don't care if they want, um, I don't care if they want to like go to a socialist system. I care about civil liberties. Uh, so I literally do not care about anything else in the next upcoming elections except for civil liberties. Single issue voter. That's who I am now. Well, but it's, it's not, worked, yeah, it's but it's not a single issue to some degree. Yeah, but it's really not a single issue, right? Because that's fundamental to everything. If you don't have civil liberties, then you know everything is on the chopping block, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Professor, real talk again. Uh, you know, and something else, I certainly have a bunch of messages that I've been trying to like articulate to people. Um, like, be advised, right? Like, the right to privacy isn't explicitly stated in the Constitution, but like, really, neither is your voting rights. Like, you have the right to vote, right? But what does that look like? Is it a poll tax attached? Do I have to do a five foot vertical? Is there a literacy test? Is there an IQ test? Do I have to be able to name every candidate and their party on the ballot? Do I have to be able to recite? the third amendment like what what does that entail your right to getting married isn't explicitly outlined in the constitution either it just says that the country cannot establish its own religion right it wasn't until 1913 that we got even the ability to be recognized by the government as being married and then there are other expansions to it so what what is it what does it mean when you start saying things aren't explicitly uh outlined in the constitution well, of course they're not it's called interpretations Right. I agree. Got another message from Professor Real Talk. Yeah, they do want them on social services. They want you dependent on them. Another thing. Yeah, fucking shaft me harder, government daddy, and then bitch about taking care of me later. People are fucking joking this government. Well, that's that's one angle to it, but you know, I don't know. I believe that we should have more social benefits available you know, being the richest country in the history of the world, but that's a whole nother talk. White Panther coming in hot. Yeah, another, uh, I agree with you. 
because they're basically exacerbating the, the issue uh, when prisoners are in prison and, uh, you know, they don't have any money and they don't have a bank account. And then when they get out, they're they're broke and uh, they can't get a job. And you're basically creating more of the problem. But I think that's how they want it because they want to keep, you know, the prison system is an institution that, you know, brings in billions of dollars. And they the real the truth is they don't care about people. And what they're actually doing is perpetuating crime. So it's really quite disgusting. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Our, the recidivism rate is horrific. So it's proven to not be uh, a correctional institution. It's just it's it's harboring people. Right. And like you said, you get out with a felony and no money. Well, how are you going to live? You're probably going to try to commit another crime. Right. Um, if nobody will hire you because you have a felony. And then we can get into all the, you know, felony drug possession, like really get a felony for having a certain amount of drugs. OK. That's a whole nother talk. May the poet. Well, that's an interesting thought about having the people in jail have their money saved. However, what if that person is a life term? and they go into prison at a young age and they die in prison, then who's the fundamentalist and who gets that money? Do they have the right to leave it to a family member, uh, an outside party? You know, um, it's just a thought. I mean, I knew somebody who went into jail at a young age and got used to the system to do things when he was told and how they were supposed to be done. And when he got out, he couldn't handle the real world, so he committed a crime and went back. And he's a lifer for jail. And he's going to die in jail. So he's doing these tasks or whatever for pay, for money, and he may never see a dime of it. So who gets it if he's a lifer or that person spends their life in jail? Then what? You want to touch on that, Miss Smitty? I mean, I would think that if you earn money, that that is your money and you would get to decide whether you are able to uh, have it when you're released or if you, you know, give it to someone in your family or an organization of your choice. I think if that if that's money you've earned, then it's only up to you to decide what happens to it when you die. Yeah, I would fully agree. So once again, as a reference, when I was in real estate, I worked on probate. Not trying to get people, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get clients from the probate market, which is people that where a relative died without a will. So then they have to go through probate and the court, you know, decides who should get that money. So it should basically be the same thing. I agree. It's your money. You can do whatever you want with it. Donate it to a cause of your choice. Give it to a family member, whatever. Um, whether you're free to spend it or not, that's a whole different conversation, right? But it should be your money. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that's slave labor. Hey, we got Ryan McMichael. I don't know. I think maybe I might just be giving up. I think this might be it. Don't give up. Don't give don't up. Don't give up, Ryan. You sound like shit. Gotta keep, gotta keep fighting, man. I know, you know, every, you know, I just want to throw this out there. We all have to take time for for self-care, for mental health, to preserve ourselves, right? So 
I love paying attention to what's going on in the world, but every once in a while I need to retract and just go for a walk in nature, which is, you know, it feeds my soul and recharges my inner batteries. So I would heavily and wholeheartedly include, encourage everybody to do whatever it is, go to your happy place, wherever or whatever that is, and spend some time there because things are really, really tough right now. Um, this is this is emotionally draining stuff. So please take care of yourselves. We got a message from Jacinth. You know the the sad thing is is that this is a distraction of of the things that have have been done. No one's talking about COVID. No one's talking about the lies. Everyone's distracted with the fucking abortions. Excuse my French. Well, but it's not just a distraction, right? It's not like I think gay marriage is a distraction. You know, well, maybe it's not. Maybe that is going to be on the chopping block. But who should not be able to get married? That's a fundamental right. And once again, you can't claim that we're a free country if you can't decide what you're going to do with your own body, who you're going to love, who you're going to marry. I mean, by telling gay people they can't get married, you're basically telling them, oh, just go off and fuck in the bushes. Right. That's. That's not, no, no, it's 2022. That's ridiculous. Um, talk Hogan. You know, Dave, I wholly agree with you. Um, anybody who's not willing to have the conversation about granting the state or government authority over men's reproductive rights is not interested in having an honest conversation. You know, if you're not willing to have that conversation, because if, if it's okay, if it's okay in your opinion for the state to punish women for having sex, then we should be talking about the same for men because it's a two-way street here. Um, but yeah, ideally though, uh, I think the government has no place in that at all. Um, I certainly don't think that a cluster of cells uh, takes precedence over the rights of a sentient, fully developed human being. That's a silly, Amen. that's a silly argument to make. And, uh, yeah. Amen. Especially when there's so many lives on the planet right now that we're not caring for, that we could, you know, so, so it's not pro-life. It's, it's pro-unborn life. Ryan McMichael. Whoop, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just said it's pro-control. It's not pro-life. Yeah, absolutely. Pro-control. hundred percent. All the way. Ryan McMichael. Fucking California's on fire every year. You know, there isn't a place in the entire country where minimum wage will get you a one-bedroom apartment. Fucking SCOTUS wild out this week. I got goddamn COVID. I don't know. Maybe I'll just die in this room. Oh, man, I'm sorry, Ryan. I know eight people that had COVID two weeks ago. Uh, Me, I was one of them. Oh man. So okay, that's nine. I hope ten, you uh my daughter. Mm-hmm. Oh, ten. Well, I hope you heal quickly, Ryan. I hope um hope you're not feeling too horrible. Man, it's a dragon. And and I, I completely agree with you. It's it's overwhelming. I live in Northern California in wildfire center central, you know, and it's it's horrific. It used to just be called summertime. Now it's called wildfire season. And I believe it runs from May through December. 
either last year or the year before, we had a horrific fire not far away in December. Like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, and the trauma is very real. I get so triggered so easy. I get these Nixle alerts on my phone. And when I get one of those, it's just, you know, shallow breaths. My whole torso tenses up and I go right back to the night that the fire was four blocks away and I had to load my car at between two and three in the morning. Wow. You know, with my my poor little cat and whatever I could fit in my small Japanese car. Right. So deciding what was okay to burn and what I needed to bring with me. And I, you know, I hope none of you ever have to be in that situation because it's terrific, you know. Uh, and I've I've been evacuated four times, and three of those I had to help my mom evacuate. Um, so it's horrific, and we both get triggered every time. And unless you've been through it, you can't fully understand that level of trauma. Um, so fully agree with you, Ryan. Um, and Godspeed on your recovery, brother. Brian but McMichael. Dave, Dave, Twitter is my happy place. Dave, what the fuck? Okay. What what the fuck, Dave? I can't go to Twitter right now. <laughs> Brian, Twitter's not anyone's happy place. I refuse to believe uh, that. Oh, you totally got me there. Oh my god, I could not. I could not control laughing right there. That was that was a beautiful message, Ryan. You got adorable, deplorable, coming in hot. So I'm going to shift gears here and talk a little bit more about the gun control side of it. It's really interesting how one of the biggest proponents for maintaining the Second Amendment is the NRA. But what a lot of Republicans forget is the history of the NRA. Uh, in the 1920s, the NRA actually supported and testified in front of Congress to create legislation that eliminated conceal and carry or required a permit when doing so and expanded gun registry for gun owners to keep that information. They were a big supporter of the 1934 Firearms Act, which actually banned fully automatic weapons and increased the age of gun ownership to uh, 18. So the modern day NRA and conservative touts that defining what type of firearm citizens can bury or trying to change the age of ownership to 18 is. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I think he's going to continue that message, I hope. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. If you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm throwing down, please do share with friends and on social media. Until next time, keep on digging for the truth.